Even in the AHL, the New Jersey Devils just can't seem to win. We were banking on the Utica Comets to give us a championship so that way it could give our organization some sort of hope. But instead, they got upset by the Rochester Americans. However, there is a bright side. There's a lot of players in the pipeline for the New Jersey Devils that could potentially make an impact right away, and maybe there are a few players who are ready to make the opening night roster. We have a lot to discuss in this episode. Buckle up. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. All righty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. So today's episode, we're going to be talking about the Utica comments and their season that came to an abrupt end in the second round of the AHL playoffs. Just a sad sight to behold. It's just like the New Jersey Devils were holding on to the Utica Comets just to give them some sort of hope just because the Devils season, well, let's face it, it, it was a complete nightmare. And the Utica Comets, they had a really great season. They got off to a great start, and it, they looked like the favorites to win it all. And they even got a bye in the first round, and unfortunately they fell to the Rochester Americans. Now, before we talk about that and potential players that we might see on the opening night roster for the New Jersey Devils, I just want to clear the air on the episode that I did yesterday in regards to the forwards or lack of forward depth for the New Jersey Devils. So I see your guys' comments, and one of the comments that I read was that, you know, uh, why am I banking on someone like Yegor Sharangovich or Dawson Mercer to have, like, a down year uh, come next season? And here's the thing. I'm not banking on that, but I'm just trying to be somewhat conservative. Like, I'm just trying to keep my expectations somewhat moderate. Because the thing about Yegor Sharangovich and the thing about Dawson Mercer is that they're kind of streaky. And what I mean by that is, like, you know, sometimes they can have a good game and sometimes they have stretches of games where they're contributing for New Jersey Devils. And other times it just seems like that they go silent and they go five or so games without uh, doing anything. I remember Sharon Govich, he got off to a real slow start to the season. He had to be a healthy scratch. So my overall thing for the New Jersey Devils and, uh, you know, in terms of some of these players that they have on their roster, I'm just saying we got to hope that they're able to take their game to another level because the thing about Sharon Govich and Mercer, I really need them to take another step because outside the big three, which is Brad, Heischer, and Hughes, we don't really have that many options in terms of, you know, getting points or scoring outside of them. So we got to rely on some of the other players. But as we all know, Dawson Mercer was wildly inconsistent. Yes, he hit a rookie wall, so I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. And I also have to keep it. You also have to keep in mind that next year is going to be his sophomore year. And the sophomore slump, it's not just a saying. It actually does happen. And Ty Smith is living proof of that. Yegor Sharangovich, he also hit the sophomore slump early on, but he was able to pick it up come late December and, you know, take his game to another level. So once again, I'm not banking on both of them having down years. I'm just saying, you know, you got to keep that in mind. So I'm not going to sit here and just, you know, uh, say in confidence that they're going to uh, add on 10 or more points to their totals. I'm just saying like, you know, something like this could happen and it's happened before. So once again, I love Sharon Govich. I love Mercer, and I feel as though their future is bright 
with the New Jersey Devils organization. But I'm just saying, let's just be patient and let's just hope that they're able to improve upon this season. There's a lot that they need to work on, and I'm just hoping that they could take it to another level. So just clearing the air in that regards. Now, let's talk about the Utica Comets, because like I just said moments ago, Unfortunately, their season came to an abrupt end. They were knocked out in the second round of the playoffs by the Rochester Americans. And guess who was in net for the Americans? Aaron Dell. The irony, because Aaron Dell was a devil uh, last year, and he did absolutely god-awful. And we were just like in the same position that we are with John Gillies and a few other goalies, which is you don't have to retire from the NHL, but you know, stay far away from the Prudential Center as being a uh, as being a goalie for us because, you know, people like John Gillies or Hammond, they were absolutely awful for New Jersey Devils as well. So we lost to Aaron Dell in the second round of the AHL playoffs. The, the irony is not lost, and I guess Dell got his revenge. But ultimately, the future is bright for some uh, players for the Utica comments and uh, one of my colleagues from Pucks and Pitchforks actually released an article talking about some players who could potentially make the opening night roster for the New Jersey Devils. I read the article, found it very compelling, so I'm going to talk about it on today's show. And also, I'm going to give you guys a couple other players just to keep your eye out for because we saw these players towards the end of the season and they were able to have uh, some sort of contribution. And I feel as though like um, maybe they could be considered sort of like a bubble player, like someone who... Uh, maybe, you know, takes us by storm come training camp and preseason, and they're just in the conversation for just uh, making the team. But I think someone that we can pretty much guarantee is going to make the team for New Jersey Devils come opening night is Alexander Holtz. Now, some of you uh, left a few comments saying that maybe we should leave Alexander Holtz in the AHL just for one more year so that way he can adjust a little bit more because – you know, I'll be the first to admit, Alexander Holtz, when he was given his NHL reps, he did little to nothing. We didn't really put him into a favorable position to succeed. And, you know, he was outplayed by Dawson Mercer uh, during preseason. And I just said, if I had to choose between Holtz and Mercer, I'm going to choose Mercer, despite Holtz actually doing somewhat respectable during the course of the preseason. So my overall thought process for Alexander Holtz is I get your that you want to be cautious and I get your patience and I get that maybe it's best to leave Alexander Holtz in the AHL for just one more year so that way he can develop. I hear you, but I'm not going to go on that side of the fence and just say, hey, let's keep him in the AHL guaranteed for next year. I'm, I'm not going to say that. I'm going to say let's be somewhat patient. Let's see how the summer progresses and let's see what he does during training camp because the thing about Alexander Holtz is that He's an absolute sniper, and he was actually able to have a very good season with the Utica Comets. So he ranked fourth on the team in points. He was able to dress in 52 games. He had 26 goals, 25 assists. So I'm really excited to see what Alexander Holtz can do, and there's a lot of reports saying that maybe he'll be paired alongside with Nico Heischer, and uh, Alexander Holtz can be in the running for Rookie of the Year. We don't know, but overall, Alexander Holtz definitely has a bright future ahead of him, but when we put him into the NHL, he did, you know, like I just said, little to nothing. So it does raise the question, like, are we ready to, you know, bring Alexander Holtz back into the fire? Are we ready to give him an NHL chance? And my thing is, we just got to wait to see what he does during preseason, because when he dressed for the New Jersey Devils, he appeared in nine games. He had two assists and he had a plus minus a negative five. But 
then again, you know, you got to think like we didn't really put him into a favorable position to succeed. It's one of the reasons why he began uh, the year in the AHL program, just because Lindy Ruff and others just felt as though, look, we really want to use him on special teams. We really want to give him a big role. But if we bring him up to the roster right now, you know, in addition with Dawson Mercer, we're not really putting him into a position to uh, do the best. And it, it, the, it, it, it was proven true because uh, I just read the stats and he did little to nothing. But my overall thing for Alexander Holtz is I feel as though he's ready for the NHL. We just got to wait to see what he does during preseason, during training camp, during all that. So that way he could just try to maybe um, be given that opportunity to succeed. But I, I do get what your guys are saying. So my overall thing is like just see how training camp rolls around. And then maybe we can uh, think about bringing up Alexander Holtz to begin opening night for the New Jersey Devils. So that's my overall thought process. I think Alexander Holtz is ready. And I think uh, if we give him a sizable role, so maybe, like I said, if we pair him alongside with Nico Heischer, maybe he could do great things. But um, we're, I'll, I'll be somewhat cautious about that. So I do agree with some of you in that sort of sense. Now, before we continue with today's episode, I want to bring you guys the first live read this morning. And I got my built bars prepared. And it comes from our friends at Built Bar, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. So here's the thing. I love brownies, but you, do you know what I love more? I love brownie batter. Sometimes I eat half the batter just while I'm making brownies. Imagine if you could lick the brownie spatula clean and get some protein in. You're in luck because Built has a new creation, and this one is better than ever, the brownie batter puff. You heard me right. The puff takes uh, protein bars to a whole new level, and they're available right now on Built.com. Have you ever tried Built Puffs? Uh, if not, you're missing out, and I'm going to get you hip to it because it is a chocolate-covered marshmallow protein bar. That's right, delicious-flavored marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate with 140 cal calories, 17 grams of protein, 7 grams of sugar. Brownie batter puffs are the perfect pick-me-up for any day. All Built Puffs are covered in 100% real chocolate. That means with Built, you can eat healthy and actually enjoy doing so. And it's made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. The brownie batter puffs will have you completely forgetting that you are eating a protein bar. No need to pinch yourself. This is real. Go to Built.com. Get brownie batter puffs right now. The offer is go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKS15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCKS15 for 15% off at Built.com. And now the second live read comes from our friends at BetOnline. So our partners at BetOnline continue to be the number one source for all your sport betting needs and info. Find all the latest odds and news, sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, NHL Stanley Cup, MLB scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sport wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Please remember to gamble responsibly and visit our friends at Locked On Bets for all your betting needs there as well. Okay, so let's read this article that I found on Pucks and Pitchforks, and it talks about three players that could potentially make the opening night roster for the New Jersey Devils. So we already touched on Alexander Holtz, and I believe Holtz is ready for the NHL. We just need to give him a decent position to try and succeed. But then again, if he doesn't perform well during preseason or training camp, then there's no issue with just letting him start the season out in AHL, just get his footing underneath him because he's lighting it up for the comments right now, or he was lighting it up. The season came to an end, but Ultimately, I feel as though Alexander Holtz is ready, but we just need to put him into a position to succeed. Now, here's another player they list. They said Fabian Zetterlin. He was very good in 2021-2022. He helped Utica be as good as they were, and he also made an impact at the NHL level when he was given a chance. There are a lot of good reasons to be excited about what he could bring next season. There's a good chance that he makes the NHL squad 
right away. So the thing about Zetterlin was that, yes, he was really good and he was able to make an impact while playing for the Utica Comets. He was second on the team in points. He had 24 goals and 28 assists, and he appeared in 58 games. So the thing about Zetterlin is that he definitely brings that size to any team that he's on because we all know that Lindy Ruff and the front office, they're big on just going big in general. That's why um, our defensive pairing is called the, the Sasquatch squad by some of us devil's personalities because they're just a bunch of big guys. And Zetterlin can provide that on the forward end because Zetterlin, uh, he, he stands about six foot tall. He weighs about 220. So, you know, he could definitely bring that impact. And the thing about Zetterlin was that, yes, he was able to have an impact at the NHL level. He appeared in 14 games. He had three goals, five assists for a grand total of eight points. I'm not really ready to say that Zetterlin makes a team right away. But he's definitely making himself a case. And I feel as though maybe he could have that true impact uh, if given a chance similar to Alexander Holtz. But Zetterlin was able to, you know, uh, appear in a few games for the Devils. And he did leave his mark. But at the same time, you do have to take this into factor, which is the New Jersey Devils. Towards the end of the year, we were dealing with a lot of injuries. So if you recall, we brought up a lot of Comets players. So, you know, someone has to provide the scoring. Someone has to provide the goals assist somebody has to despite us you know not really uh finishing the season on a high note i believe we ended the season on a six game losing streak so once again you know zetterlin he was able to provide for the new jersey devils and that's great and all but the thing you do have to take into consideration is that someone does have to get the goals someone does have to get the assist someone does have to do the playmaking someone does have to play on the defensive side of things yada 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 even at the goalie position someone has to make the stop sooner or later so that's just just the one factor and no I'm not trying to hate on Zetterlin I'm not trying to diminish what he's doing I'm just putting that out as a factor which is yes the Devils did bring up a lot of comments players but at the same time just remember you know they were dealing with a lot of injuries so my thing is like once we get those players back you know will Zetterlin still have the same impact as he did towards the end of the year that's my overall x factor for someone like Zetterlin but similar to Alexander Holtz there's no shame in letting him just begin the season in the AHL let him light it up down there. And if he's ready to come up to the NHL and be a consistent player, playing our bottom six, wherever the case might be, then, you know, there, there, there's no no harm, no foul. But at the same time, just be very conservative about our young guys because there's really no rush to bring them up. Let's just let them develop and just, trust, just try to uh, trust the process, as they would say, for the Philadelphia 76ers. Now, the other player they brought up, and I've actually talked to Jersey Joe about this, is Kevin Ball. So, Kevin Ball was one of the better defensemen on this Utica Comets team in 2021-2022. He was one of the pieces acquired in the Taylor Hall trade, so they have high hopes for him. His early NHL stints didn't go very well, but he was uh, certainly good with the Devils late in the regular season before returning to Utica. There are going to be a lot of defensemen in the mix to make the team, but Ball is looking good as of right now. I love Kevin Ball. I love what he was able to do for the New Jersey Devils this year because uh, the thing about Kevin Ball is that I believe he's a shot suppressor. And if you guys look at the game closely, you saw that he was able to keep the puck in the offensive zone for New Jersey Devils and keep like offensive possessions alive for them. So if the puck was about to squirt back to neutral zone, Kevin Ball was there to just uh, rocket the puck deep on in into the zone. So that way the New Jersey Devils were able to have uh, offensive possessions uh, stay alive for them. So once again, I love Kevin Ball and what he's able to do. And Jersey Joe actually, you know, asked me this question. Is Kevin Ball someone you guarantee to be on the roster next year for New Jersey Devils to begin out the season? He said uh, Kevin Ball and Jesper Boquist were his two picks. And the thing is, I touched on this in the episode before. I would just say 
it's the same thing for all these young guys, essentially, which is just let's just be patient and let's just see like what they could do during training camp. Let's see what they could do during preseason. But someone like Kevin Ball is definitely heading in the right direction. And I like what he brings to the roster. I love what he could potentially bring on the defensive side of things. I believe Kevin Ball does have a a really bright future. And like I said, he can definitely, you know, make that silent but deadly impact similar to what Ryan Graves was able to do for a New Jersey Devils. So Kevin Ball, he appeared in 54 games. He had a plus minus of plus 15 and he had 16 points. He had three goals and 13 assists. So my thing for Kevin Ball is that I think he would fit in right, right in well with the New Jersey Devils' defensive system. And I feel as though that maybe that could be definitely a bright spot moving forward for New Jersey Devils on that side of the rink. Um, do I guarantee him a spot on the team? No. I'd say the only person who's guaranteed a spot at this point is Alexander Holtz, and then everyone is going to be sort of like, you know, let's see what happens during preseason, let's see what happens during training camp, and then we'll go from there. And now there's a couple other players that I want to bring into the mix as well. Some players that most likely won't make the team, but just some players that I want you to keep your eye out for. So one of the players on the Utica Comets was Riley Walsh. He was able to make his NHL debut this year with the New Jersey Devils uh, within the final few or so games. But the thing about Riley Walsh is that he actually has a pretty good impact, especially on the offensive side of things, despite being a defenseman. So he appeared in 70 games. He had nine goals, but he had 34 assists. So he led all defensemen for the Utica Comets in assists, and he had a plus minus of plus 12. So my thing with Riley Walsh is that will he make the team right away? You know, no, no, absolutely not. But I feel as though he's sort of that bubble player. He's someone that you can't underestimate. And I feel as though he could definitely have a great impact for the New Jersey Devils because I, I've touched on this on this show before, which is Riley Walsh's um, his teammate while playing at Harvard was Adam Fox. And Adam Fox, um, you know, was coached under Lindy Ruff when Ruff was a defensive coach for the New York Rangers. And, the Rangers had a piss-poor defensive scheme. But who was their one bright spot? It was Adam Fox, and he won the Norris Trophy last season. So my thing is, like, I feel as though Riley Walsh, yes, he's sort of like, he's sort of the forgotten one in that uh, defensive line combination at Harvard University because everyone's going to be talking about Adam Fox. But I feel as though Riley Walsh can certainly have an impact for the New Jersey Devils moving forward. So that's definitely a player I want you guys to keep an eye out for, which is Riley Walsh, because once again, he led the Utica comments on the defensive side of things in assists, and I feel as though Riley Walsh can definitely have a you know great enough impact uh, moving forward. Now, here's another player that I want you guys to keep an eye out for, and he kind of had a down year this year, but it's Nolan Foote. Now, here's the thing about Nolan Foote, which what makes him so interesting, to say the least. Yes, he had a down year, but when he was brought back up to the New Jersey Devils organization just to get a couple reps, he was actually doing somewhat decent, and I actually acknowledged it on the show before. So the thing about Nolan Foote is that they expected him to make a huge jump moving forward because last year playing for the Binghamton Devils, he had 24 game appearances. He had seven goals, 10 assists for a grand total of 17 points. But this year he kind of took a few steps back because he had way more game appearances, but his uh, point progression just wasn't there. He had 14 goals, 18 assists, for a grand total of 32 points. Now, you're probably saying to yourself, well, he had more points this year, but look, the, the, the games that he appeared in, it was, you know, more than double because he appeared in 55 games. So people were kind of disappointed in his overall progression. But when he appeared in the New Jersey Devils, 
of this season, he, he, he saw seven games of action. He had three goals, one assist for a grand total of four points. Now, do I think uh, Nolan Foote would make the team right away? Absolutely not, similar to Riley Walsh. But I feel as though both of those players are kind of bubble players that the Devils could, you know, look at and maybe see what they do during training camp and preseason. So my overall thing for Nolan Foote is like, you know, yes, he had a bit of a down year for the Utica Comets, but when he was brought up to the Devils organization where it mattered more, most, he actually had somewhat of a decent impact. So Nolan Foote is definitely another player that I want you guys to keep an eye out for because I feel as though he can definitely, you know, uh, make some noise. And here's another player that, you know, a lot of people have seemed to have forgotten, but A.J. Greer, because A.J. Greer, uh, during the team awards for the Utica Comets, he was actually named one of the team's MVPs because this season uh, appearing for Utica, he had a pretty good year, and no one's really talking about it. He appeared in 53 games. He had 22 goals, 30 assists for a grand total of 52 points. Now, here's the thing with A.J. Greer. He spent 102 minutes in the penalty box. Yes, you heard me correctly, 102. But... He had a plus minus of plus 10. So when he's on the rink, he definitely has that positive of an impact. So my thing for AJ Greer is that he needs to get the penalties down and he needs to be a little less boneheaded or a little less short tempered, wherever the case might be. But I feel as though AJ Greer definitely has some upside potential. And he appeared in nine games for the Devils. He only had a goal and assist for a grand total of two points. And he had two um, minutes in the penalty box. So that's pretty good for someone who appeared in nine games and he had a plus minus of zero. So ultimately I feel as though AJ Greer is definitely someone people need to talk more about and about his progression because when looking at him and his overall impact last year uh, when he was playing for the Binghamton Devils, he, he saw 16 games of action and he had 14 total points, four goals and 10 assists. But this year he made a complete 180 and he almost became uh, essentially a point per game player. So that's another uh, uh, trajectory that I want the Devils to look at. So ultimately, uh, when, when people are asking, like, the Devils got knocked out in the second round, they're supposed to have all this talent in terms of prospects in their organization. What does this mean for them going forward? Look, upsets happen. It, it's just sports. That's what happens. The Devils, uh, the Devils uh, AHL team, the Utica Comets, they just got knocked out in the second round. They had a buy for the first round. I get the frustration. I get that they were supposed to, you know, make this deep playoff run, uh, potentially win it all. I'm sure they were one of the favorites. They they got off to a great start of the year. They went like, what, like 13 or so games without uh, losing their first game of the year. So ultimately, when people are just trolling or making fun, saying like, man, the Utah the Comets aren't going to be anything special. Uh, why, why were they even talked about? What does this mean for some of the prospects? It's sports. Upsets happen. It happens in the NHL, too. So... It doesn't mean anything for the prospects. They still had hell of a runs. Like, I just listed, um, thanks to Pucks and Pitchforks, I listed three players that could potentially make the roster next year for New Jersey Devils. One is Alexander Holtz, who I think is a given. Uh, Fabian Zetterlin, Kevin Ball, and I named a few other players. You know, you got Greer, you got Walsh, and you got Foote, who are also, uh, could some some can make an impact. Um, so, my overall thing uh, this year for the UCA comments is like, yes, they got knocked out in the second round, which is essentially their first round since they got a bye for the first round once again. But upsets happen. That's just ha that's just how sports work. So I don't think it's anything to hold their heads down about. I think Kevin Denise still did one hell of a job for them. It's just it happens. But it, it goes to show you that maybe Kevin Denise is not ready for the NHL quite yet because once again, you know, I'm not trying to diminish the fact that they got knocked out in the second round. But at, at the same time, it's just like, you know, I was like, pump the brakes on Kevin Deneen because, you know, 
when the regular season is over, it doesn't matter if you win every single game. It doesn't matter if you lose every single game. You know, when, if you qualify for the playoffs, everyone is zero and zero. And that's just how sports work. It, it happens in baseball. It happens in basketball. It happens in football, especially in football because it's one and done in the playoffs. So ultimately, you know, the Utica Comets, they fall under the category of teams who had a great regular season. But unfortunately, they just fell short in the playoffs. That just happens. So once again, guys, don't uh, hold your heads down about the future. is still bright for some of these prospects. Name some of uh, prospects who could make the team next year. Some teams that are on the fence and maybe if they have a good outing come preseason, maybe they can uh, find their names on the opening night roster. But ultimately, guys, I I'm proud of, you, of the comments and I'm proud of the progression they made this season. And I'm glad that they were able to, to clinch the North Division. I'm glad that they were able to go on that amazing streak to begin the year. And the, the future is bright for some of these young guys. And once again, guys, you know, going back to some of the players that we already have on the roster, I'm not trying to diminish anyone because I feel as though I'm one of the more optimistic Devils personalities out there. I'm just saying, like, you know, in terms of um, development, I'm just a little conservative about that because we still have a lot of work to go if we want to get to where we want to be, which is, you know, a wild card team playoffs. But that's a discussion for another time. So once again, hats off to the Utica Comets. Hell of a run. Great job, Kevin Deneen. Great job, Alexander Holtz, A.J. Greer, Riley Walsh, Fabian Zetterlin, uh, Nico Dawes, Akira Schmid. You know, great run by the Utica Comets. No, no ands, ifs, or buts about it. So uh, let me know what you guys think about the Comets season. And for any of my listeners who are avid uh, watchers of the Comets, you know, I'm glad that you enjoyed this episode because I decided to shake things up and talk about more of our young pipeline because the future is bright. And I really can't wait until Luke Hughes signs his entry-level deal because if I'm Tom Fitzgerald, as soon as he signs his entry-level deal, he, you could uh, put him onto the NHL roster. But I think Luke Hughes will definitely uh, make a true impact for the Comets come uh, next year or wherever the case might be. So let me know what you guys think about the uh, season the UCA Comets had. Let me know uh, some players who could potentially make the roster or some players who were slept on and not really talked about because I'm curious to hear you guys' reaction. But as for today's episode, that's all the time I have for you guys. So continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. And I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for watching on YouTube. Leave a comment down below. Make sure to subscribe. And if you're listening on a podcast streaming service, hit me up on my personal Twitter page at TreyMatt4 or the show's Twitter page at LockedOnDevils. And I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening and watching once again.